Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to The Bunker with Andy and Freddie. Welcome, everybody, to episode number two of The Bunker. I am your host, Andy Burrows, and I'm joined by my illustrious co-host and good friend, Mr. Freddie Ham. Freddie, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Commander Andy. It feels good to be back in The Bunker for episode number two. Thank you to everybody for joining us. Everyone who joined us on episode one, the feedback has just been fantastic. We love what we're doing, and please continue to tune in and tell your friends. Yeah, the feedback, honestly, from episode number one, obviously me and you are no strangers to podcasting, but you never know when you start something new, it's a new team. But honestly, the feedback that we got for episode number one was was unbelievable. So yeah, big, big thanks to uh, thanks to everyone. Keep sharing the, uh, on Twitter and you can find us on all platforms. A lot of people ask me where they can find us, Freddie. So it's Spotify, Apple, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Me and Freddie will be there talking Washington football. So come and join us uh, or Commanders football. I'm still getting used to saying all this, Freddie. It's all still great news. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. And we'll get there. But anyway, let's talk some football, my friend. Um, The Super Bowl happened this weekend. We have some new Super Bowl champs. Uh, The Rams are our new Super Bowl champs, my friend. What uh, What did you make of the game on Sunday? A lot of people saying it was one of the best... Super Bowls that they've seen in years, the best halftime show that they've seen in years. What did you make of Sunday, buddy? Well, first off, I love the halftime show. Halftime show was great, and it was really for people within my age group. I'm 30 years old, <laughs> and it's starting to make me feel a little bit old now, you know, especially with 50 Cent. Inflation got him, so he's he's like a buck 50 now. But uh, no, I, it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. But people that are saying that it was better or could be considered up there with Prince's halftime show, nah. nah. Prince's halftime show stands alone. You're never gonna touch it. You're never gonna. It's that. It's Michael Jackson. Alone. I would put it up there with that one, yeah. But I mean, you know, I'm one of those people who, for me, I mean, my number two best halftime show, that in, just in my opinion, and, and who am I, uh, was the Bruno Mars halftime. I thought Bruno Mars halftime was fantastic. Beyonce. Coldplay, of course it was. Coldplay, the English were involved. Coldplay were there. I I hated Coldplay's halftime show. And I'm a... This this partnership is not going. I I really like Coldplay, but I did not dig their halftime show. I thought their halftime show sucked. I thought the only redeeming quality in Coldplay's halftime show was the guest of Bruno Mars and Beyonce. Sorry. (sighs) It would have been better if it had been five or six years earlier, something like that. I mean, I don't even think, did they play Yellow? I don't think they did. My favorite Coldplay song is Clocks, Andy, okay? As an American, my favorite Coldplay song is Clocks. Well, see, we're bringing you everything on the bunker. We, we start go. talking about uh, the Super Bowl and we end up talking about music. Freddie, this is what me and the news you do in our spare time, talking about music. But yeah, it was Freddie. I, enjoy, I enjoyed the Super Bowl. Like, I, I think I said on Twitter a few months ago, I don't watch every single Super Bowl. Kind of when Washington are out and we're done. I don't lose interest in football, but I'm just not as invested. But I thought the, the whole the playoff runs, the Super Bowl, I really enjoyed the game on Sunday, even though it didn't finish to like 4.30 a.m. over here in the UK or something stupid like that. It was really, really late. But um, seeing someone like the Bengals, just quickly, Freddie, seeing someone like the Bengals in the Super Bowl 
gives me kind does it give you hope as a washington commanders fan that not so long ago freddie they weren't that good and it was just like every season you kind of knew that the bengals were going to do nothing in their division they weren't really going to make a playoff run sounds quite familiar to me my friend i mean does it kind of give you hope now that all right they, they drafted very well uh they got they got a decent quarterback and they seem to be a very run a very well run organization i could finally figure out to speak give you hope as a washington commanders fan i can kind of see you shaking your head already freddie so i kind of know where you're going to go with this but what do you think buddy uh it doesn't give me hope i i get what you're alluding to what you're getting at i just think it's another example of a long list of examples of what happens when, yeah, you, like you said, you draft well and you go and you get your quarterback. Whether you get your quarterback through the draft like the Bengals did, or you get your quarterback via trade like the Rams did. But in order to have hope, I would have to believe in the organization to make right decisions and do this. And here's the thing, man. Andy, we're going on 30 years of the organization trying to do this in some way, shape, or form and not doing it the right way going all the way back to when joe gibbs left and i'm talking even pre-dan snyder era we're talking about drafting heath schuler and what a bust he was and then we ended up with gus farratt being our quarterback for a period of time and gus farratt for the younger fans who don't know he would have been the equivalent i would say of almost kind of kind of like what we got with uh with with heineke not so much hype but uh gus farratt was kind of the people's quarterback for a while and he was sort of on his best day, he was above average, okay? And then we ended up with several different journeyman quarterbacks. We ended up with Tony Banks. We ended up with Brad Johnson. The funny thing was Brad Johnson ended up winning a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, albeit with one of the best defenses in the history of the league. Because mm -hmm. we had that period of time in the early 2000s where defense was really, truly winning championships with the 2000 Ravens and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. Um, but then, you know, we do the same thing all over again. It's, it's like no matter what you do, whether you try to go after a big-name free agent quarterback, which we, we haven't been able to do, we tried to do the, oh, we'll get a veteran in. Well, we got, remember when we traded for Donovan McNabb? But Donovan McNabb was done, okay? And mm -hmm. we've been through journeyman quarterback after journeyman quarterback. You know, we had Rex Grossman, all that whole thing. Rex Grossman actually took Donovan McNabb's job which is utterly crazy. And then we're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to sell the family silver. We're going to give up everything, the world, to go and get RG3. And then we all know how that worked out. And then we're going to reach and we're going to draft a guy like Dwayne Haskins. That doesn't work out. We had Kirk Cousins in our building and then we let him go. But the, the more egregious thing, and everyone's been talking about this because Kevin O'Connell is about to become the head coach in Minnesota. You've got Matt LaFleur, you've got Sean McVay, you've got Kyle Shanahan, all of these assistants who are on the same staff who are head coaches with really successful football teams. They're all gone. Any quarterback talent that you have, it just never comes together. So yes, it's an example of what can happen with competence and a little bit of luck. I mean, I will say luck has definitely not been our, on our side, but does it give me hope? No, it doesn't give me any more hope than I have every offseason going into the next year. I'm about as hopeful as I always am, and I'm going to remain middling where I'm, hope, I'm hopeful, but it's not that kind of hope where I really, really think that we're going to do well. It's that hope where I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, which I'm sure everybody's used to. It's become pablum. 
sorry to say that, but that's that's just what it is. No, you're right. I mean, I put out a tweet uh, yesterday saying that I'm giving up a few first round picks if it means we can get someone like Russell Wilson. And Twitter kind of blew up. A lot of people agreeing, a lot of people disagreeing. What would someone like a Russell Wilson? What are you giving up as a Washington Commanders fan to get someone like him in the building? Because I've been reading today that the, if he's not going to stay in Seattle, which there's still a strong possibility is let's not let's not get way ahead of our station here but i've heard that tampa bay are interested in him. the eagles are interested in him and i mean and, and obviously the washington commanders are interested in him. everyone's gonna be interested in him. what are you prepared to give up we mentioned rg3 there and we gave away the silver freddie we're terrible at bloody drafting anyway so jesus i'm prepared to give up god knows what it would take just to see us to get that elite guy in there because i'm afraid that come september we haven't got him in we're either going to be going for some bridge dude that no one wants or we're going to have Taylor Heineke under centre again and as good as that story was and as great of a backup as he will be if we have Heineke as our quarterback come the first game in September our record will either be worse or the same than it was this season that's facts we're not going to get any better we we might win we've got an easier schedule so we might win a few more games but Heineke's Heineke I think I've seen enough of him to make up my mind Freddie my question to you is what would you give up We'll use Russell Wilson as an example. He seems to be the uh, the name flying about the town at the minute. And we've been here many times, Freddie. We've sat down. I've listened to your podcast. You've listened to mine. Me and you have spoke on air, off air. We've been here many, many times. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy. What are you giving up to go and get a Russell Wilson? Make sure he is our starting quarterback come the first game in September. I mean, for Russell Wilson, I think what I would be willing to give up would be two firsts, two seconds, a third or a fourth and a player. Which player are you giving up? I think anybody who's not named Jonathan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Chase, Chase, or Chase Young, Young or Terry McLaurin <laughs> is He's on the for... table. I'm not giving away Chase Young. I'm not giving away Jonathan Allen and I'm not giving away Terry McLaurin. Those are the cornerstones can I, of your can, franchise. Can, can I just not... can I add Logan Thomas into that real quick? I would I give up Logan him. Thomas. No, Freddie, see, I would I'll... give up you. If he, if you. <laughs> I would give up Logan Thomas for this reason. We've got some good depth at tight end. You can always go out and you can Have sign we someone. Have you we can got draft depth? someone. We're Have talking we about depth, the most Freddie? important position on the field. I know, I know, but you can't. Oh, living, oh, man. But then if we give up. Let hmm. me ask you this, Andy. If you want to, let's flip this around. Okay, let's go back to the, the Joe Gibbs version 2.0. Redskins, mm. right? Would mm. you have been willing during that era to give up Chris Cooley, okay, for Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? Knowing what yeah, I know you now, hind hindsight's a wonderful Now, I'm not thing, saying Freddy. that Russell Wilson is Peyton Manning or Tom Brady <laughs> yeah, of the 2000s, wow. okay? But if he's not there, he's a step below, and he's won championships. He knows how to win in the playoffs, okay? And he immediately makes your team better, and to the point that you've been making the past few weeks, once you get Russell Wilson, think about the players who will want to come here and catch mm -hmm. the ball. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I mean, I've got in some people today on um, Twitter have, I've been going backwards. If we're not, we're not arguing. It's just like heated discussion. They're like, look, Andy, you can't give up this. You can't sell. They're pretty much like what you said about the RG3 thing. But my whole point is there has to come a time where, something must change for this organization we have to it's all right going big every like um we went for stafford didn't we we went you know we've gone for plenty of people in the past we haven't got them i mean now that we're the washington commanders you'd like to see that's a selling point being the first quarterback of the new franchise a bloody bloody blah i mean 
I'm not sure saw how that I said, I think I said with Big Doug a couple of weeks ago, that can only take I think the name can only take you so far, Freddie. The players have to want to come here and they have to and they'll also look around and be like, right, who am I throwing the ball to? I've got Terry, Logan Thomas. I've got a bunch of other injured dudes who never really make the field, you know. So it, it, I can kind of, if you have to step back and you have to see it from, say, a Russell Wilson point of view, you're going to go to Tampa Bay. You, you're not going to go, you're not really going to go to Philadelphia. I've seen some strong rumors today that Philly really want to, they want to give up everything for him. And I mean everything. And to me, that's, is he really going to want to go there? Oh, I don't know. Are we worse than Philadelphia, Freddie, as a, as a, as a, as a, as an organization, as, as an organization, as a player, if you're Russell Wilson, would you look at the commanders well, or Philadelphia? And you're like, oh, Jesus, well, where do I Phil- go? Well, for one, Philadelphia has a, have a Super Bowl <laughs> in the last has, five years. A, they have a Super Bowl within the last five years. And uh, I mean, even if you just look at the, at the Donovan McNabb era, they've got NFC championship games, division titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've got way more credibility than we have. As yeah. much as it pains yeah. me to say, Eagles fans are hot garbage. They're absolute 100% trash. Uh, but, no arguments here, my friend. But I mean, I've been sat next to I mean, Just think about what, uh, what a dumpster fire Washington really has been if we're truly being honest with ourselves and, and think about this while I, I was playing this game with myself i, I want to ask you about this what would you have said to me okay if five years ago four years ago i would have said to you samaje p ryan <laughs> is going to get carries in the super bowl okay with the franchise quarterback that was drafted one player before our pick in the previous year's draft. I would have said, Freddie, stop drinking. You've had way too much. Go home, my friend. Slay in a dark room, put a hot towel on your head and go to sleep. So I, I get it. I 100% do. I mean, I don't know. We <laughs> talk about these these people who are just dudes, who are just guys. Mm-hmm. That's a prime example right there. And he's playing in the Super Bowl. Why? Because you got a franchise quarterback. So yes, I will trade away. I will gladly sacrifice a star player for an elite superstar player that can elevate your team Mm -hmm. at the only position that can really do it in that way. As great as someone like Deron Payne is, he is a defensive tackle. Okay. See ya. Yeah, I know. I'm with you, Freddie. I'm free. I mean, I'm hoping, and you know, we've still got what a month or so till free agency and all that can drama can start. This is typical this time of year. I think this time last year, we were probably talking about Aaron Rodgers coming here and someone else coming here. And we ended up with a guy from the XFL. Well, no, sorry, we ended up with Fitzpatrick for one, not even a quarter. Then we ended up with a guy from the XFL. Do you think that we would have had a a much better record with Fitzpatrick had Fitzpatrick not gotten injured? Looking at the way I mean, I our think offense, we would have won a few way, more games. We might have won a few more, but looking at the injuries we had, I mean, in, all joking aside, injuries did really did play a big part in our season last year. And uh, you know, you could have had anyone under under centre, and injuries really, really did play a big part in our season. But I put it out there, Freddie. I said that we're recording episode two today. I said to um, the, the the Washington Commander fans out on Twitter, I said to them, we're now entering into season three of the rebuild. 
what's success for you in season 22, 23? A lot of replies to this. I'll try and get through as many as I can. Commander for Life says, I want a healthy team that can put up 10 to 11 solid wings. I predict Chase Young will come back like the gangbusters. Doesn't want any more scandals on the field. Take command. Uh, I'm looking for merely more than seven game wins, for example, as long as they're improving and it's all round, I'm good. Paul Turner, he said, for the team, start games well, adapting games, cut out the stupid penalties and drops. He says, for the coaches, not to be predictable in games and adding some real flair to plays for fans. Keep the engagement going from the rebrand, build and you basically get a new owner. There's loads that have come in. A lot of people saying, I want to see 10, 11 wins. I mean, in your opinion, Fred, is that going to be realistic? We're sitting, in, we're sitting here in February, my friend. This is pure speculation. This is what we do in February. I mean... Who knows who we're going to have on our roster come the first game in September. But if we used Freddie, we're now looking at season three of the, doing my air quotes, season three of the rebuild. What is success for this Washington Commanders team going into the to the new season with our new name, our new, you know, our new look, our new jerseys, everything? What is success in your opinion heading into the 22-23 season? I think success is getting to the playoffs and getting a playoff victory. Don't think it has to be win the division, but I do think it means you have to make the playoffs and you got to win that game. You got to move on. You got to show growth. And if we're not doing that, then anything, anything less than that is not a success. That's, that's the way that I'm looking at it. And I know people like to talk about, you know, the 10 win mark, the 11 win mark, and that's, that's all well and good. That's, that's great. Um, but to me, that's just how, that's just how I'm looking at it. That's how I'm measuring it. Mm. We get at least a wild card spot, but we got to win that game. If we're just trounced, then we're no better than any of the teams that have made the playoffs since, what, 2005, I think was the last time we won a playoff game. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, for me, season three now, I said in our first episode, Freddie, I think this is Ron Rivera's biggest test now. I think we have to get... I'd say we have to get the draft right. When's the last time we really got a draft right? Just quickly, Fred, in your opinion, you've been a Washington Redskins football team commanders fan for many years. In your opinion, when do you, if you were to sit back, uh, someone said this to me on Twitter today and we kind of had a good conversation about what was important. When's the last time the Washington commanders slash whatever we were called back then, when's the last time, in your opinion, that we really got a draft right? You'd have to go back to the 1980s, back when uh, Bobby Beathard and, and Charlie Casserly run the front office uh no that, that's the absolute truth i really cannot think of a draft during my lifetime or at least since snyder's owned the team where i feel like whether at the time or in hindsight which is when you really have to look and evaluate that draft class uh that we really really got it right top to bottom anyway i mean we've certainly hit on some late picks but we've we've missed on way too many earlier picks i cannot think of a single draft i mean there's been some gems for sure in later rounds you go back to and it's it's interesting because you look at the 2012 draft and we had uh, griffin but we drafted alfred morris really mm. late in that draft um and on to I be think, one of the uh, greatest players we had yeah uh chris cooley i think was a fourth round pick terry mclaurin obviously a third round pick uh, Cam Curl, mm-hmm. my um, my yeah. absolute favorite player for the Commanders. I mean, what Cam Curl was what seventh round? Seventh round pick. Seventh round. So, but again, with that, 
you have all of these misses on especially second round pick. I mean, second round pick has just been horrible for this team. You go, you look at Darius Geis, Sua Cravens. I mean, oh, just, why am I to him? I, he, he I, he's still talking smack about the team on his. Uh, oh, oh there's, his there's, 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 there's many people yeah, doing and, that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, we need to draft well. So it might, yeah, getting back to what I was saying, we need to. Okay, I say draft well. Draft as best we can. Hit free agency hard. Just try and do something. Well, that for, I mean, and the, this is not a great off season that agent. we're going into free agent wise, no. draft wise. No. <laughs> we're not. We've written, this is where a, your yeah, this is where your guys behind the scenes are going to earn their money. You know, I mean, I, I I listen to people like Adam and Eva and Josh Taylor doing their their draft analysis, and you 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 know you'd like to think that we've got people in the commanders organization now that are really doing their due diligence because you're going to have to maybe pull out some gems here that no one has seen or no one has heard of because like you said this this draft class is okay it's not the best we've ever seen but yeah we're, we're going to need to do something pretty and come september hopefully we're ready to rock and roll uh, i said i was going to be scouring twitter i said i was going to be watching everyone's tweets one of the interesting tweets that i saw was from jonathan allen no less uh freddie he put i like the name but until we win some games it won't mean anything kind of comes back to the point i had earlier how far can this new name carry us freddie are we talking the first preseason game if we lose that are we done are we like no the commanders suck i mean how how far are we gonna let how, how far are we riding this washington commanders train my friend how how far is it gonna take us is it you know the first two games dare i'll say it, if we lo lost them that's it anarchy you know the shine is gonna wear off as soon as we get on the clock in the first round of this upcoming draft <laughs> i draft. really that is the shelf life i really truly think i mean i think we we can get through free agency sure okay and mm -hmm. if something crazy doesn't happen with the trade or something like that, once yeah, once we're on the clock, the Washington Commanders are now on the clock, then yeah, all that's all that's gone, and it, it's time for something real, and it's time for something exciting. And who knows where we'll be at that point? The franchise itself, there, there's a lot of talk, Andy. There's a lot of talk going around. And there good segue, my friend. Good segue, dropped. my friend. Be it's what I do, Andy. It's what you we do. Are remember. Segway master, my friend. You, Freddie. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, it was, you know, it's big news when it makes the build up to the Super Bowl. Uh, the quote was, "I'm told for the first time ever, it, there is a sense among ownership that it's the time may have come for Daniel Snyder to move on." Uh, reports uh, uh, report on eroding NFL support for the Commanders owner. I said to Shelly on one of her Twitter spaces that she'd done last, I think it may be Thursday or Friday, that I didn't think it would ever happen. But then I'm sitting there watching the Super Bowl and I'm kind of like, oh my God. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, Freddie. But if this kind of, and they're talking about this on the build-up to the biggest sporting event in the on, in the, on the planet, and we are getting spoke about, are we now finally at a stage where Daniel Schneider may be, may be forced out of uh, Washington? I think that if this continue to be a talking point that it is not going away, then yeah, I think there's a lot of credence to it because it's kind of like how things went with the name change. You remember when the name change was only something that was really talked about locally and then every once in a while would get a little bit of national attention, but the, the conversation always faded. It always went away, right? 
And then it got to a point where no, it's sticking around and we're mm. just not letting this sponsors go. got involved like FedEx. Right. And sponsors like that, got yeah. involved and their sponsors getting involved. And here's the thing too. The NFL, they're going to protect the shield. Now, the whole league is nothing but it's hypocritical people. It's the pot calling the kettle black, but they're going to do whatever is in the interests of the league itself. You know, mm. the league is not going to sit here forever and just let it be cannibalized by this one franchise. Now, yeah. I mean, Snyder is going to do everything in his power to try to hang on to this, but if the NFL wants you out, they're going to force you out. It's going to happen. Okay. Are they for, are they forcing all the Snyders out or, you know, because his wife's now CEO, his son something, you know, are they all I, going? This is my take on that. I do not see where there would be a public consensus that this is okay with the league forcing Snyder out and Tanya Snyder being able to take over the team. I don't think that anyone would accept that. I feel like the NFL would be completely eviscerated in the media and in social media and everything else. I do not feel like anybody would accept that. Whether that could work or not, and I personally don't think it could work at all. I think that you got to have someone owning the team who's not named Snyder. You got to have someone owning the team who's not related to anybody named Snyder. It's got to be completely clean, gone, clean slate, total new stop. owner or ownership group. And it can't have anything to do with Snyder or anybody that he's connected to. Mm. I think that's the only way that it works because perception is reality. Okay. This is the world that we live in. And if perception is the, the Snyders are in any way associated with this team, then the NFL looks like they've done nothing, which is the problem that's meeting them on their doorstep right now is that they have done nothing and now their hand is being forced. And it's very, very telling that the league is now turning on Snyder in a way saying, oh, the NFL is not is not obstructing anything. We're not keeping anything from everybody. It's, uh, it's, it's the Washington Snyder. Commanders that are the problem. Mm -hmm. I think that is the biggest telltale what's going on here and it's going to get ugly and here's the thing too you got to keep in mind let's say all this goes away it's never going away like when people get angry and they say things you can't take back what you already said roger goodell isn't going to be able to two years from now go and have a meeting with daniel snyder and act like he never said hey dan's the problem and that's a big issue so, yeah yeah, I, I'm hoping. I've, you know, I've said on many podcasts and chats that we've all had as fans, as friends over the God knows how long since we've known each other now, a good couple of seasons now, that we hope he's not here. I'm not going to try and get ahead of my station, but yeah, like you said, this is making the media on the day of the Super Bowl. You know, the biggest sporting event on the planet going on at that time. Then you know something's going to happen. I'm just hoping now we're at the case of the NFL are now getting all their ducks in a row. That you know they can't just go into this blind because, like you said, Dan Snyder is—you're going to have to drag kicking and screaming out of that building, Freddie. He's going to be dragged kicking and screaming. And the, what the NFL are probably worried about, as what has been said many, many times, if he goes down, he's taking everyone with him, Freddie. There's probably there's probably owners of NFL franchises and who knows other sporting franchises. You know these millionaires just don't have their fingers in one pie; they have their, their fingers in many pies. There's probably lots of people and lots of conversations going on right now behind closed doors saying, look, you bring Snyder down, he'll know this about A, he'll know this about B, he'll know this about C. So you've got to be very, very careful the way you do it. Yeah, look, we all, I, 
99.9% of the Washington Commanders fans, we all want the man gone, but, you know, and then we want someone to hopefully come in because, you know, we've got a new stadium, hopefully, to try and build. We've got, you know, a whole new brand of a football team to try and build. I don't want this man anywhere near it. He couldn't rebrand the Redskins. He couldn't get us a new stadium. He couldn't get us anywhere back near DC because all the politicians in DC hated him. You know, they, they want nothing to do with him. So, okay, change the name. We've done that. There's there's tick one. We've changed the name. Tick two for us to get anywhere near DC or RFK or where anywhere we want to be is Dan Snyder not to be here. Why he, in my opinion, why he is still in Ashburn, why he is still in charge of the Washington Commanders, we haven't got a cat in hell's chance of getting back into, say, RFK for argument's sake. You've got more chance of them coming over to Wembley Stadium and relocating the team. Someone made that point to me yesterday. They said, be careful what you wish for, because you could get a new owner come in and goes, hey, I don't want to be part of the in DC, which is completely mad, because you're always going to have a football team in DC. But this is just the way that some fans have been thinking. But to get back to DC and RFK or anywhere near central Washington, as in the, the city, and not stuck out in you know Maryland, wherever the hell they are now, it took me over an hour and a half to get there when I was there. Dan Snyder needs to be gone. That needs to happen for us to have any hope of getting out of FedEx Field. And it's going to be easier said than done, Freddie. Trust me, my friend. This guy is going to be hes going to be like a screaming toddler who doesn't want to go into his first day at school. He is going to be kicking and screaming, my friend. But for many reasons, I hope he's gone. For us as fans, I'm sick and tired about talking about the little weasel. I don't, you know, get him out. And for, you know, we all know what's going on with the women and the Beth Wilkinson report. I'd like some closure on that. But I think that could be years down the line. But this is a start, my friend. These kind of things, they take they take years. They take years. You know, look at all the celebrities that we hear from the 1980s who are recently, you know, only facing trial now. So these things take time. So my my thing to Washington fans is, yeah, yeah. It's good that it's been mentioned on the Super Bowl. You know, you know the eyes that are on that report, and the NFL knew. NFL knew that there's a lot of people watching that, and for the NFL to put it on their broadcast, you know, something something must be bubbling up, and it it don't look great for Dan Snyder. But I'm not going to get ahead of myself, Freddie. I'm gonna I'm gonna be patient because I get my hopes up, and then come September, the little run's still there. So. We'll see what happens, my friend. But it's been a pleasure, my friend, to uh, sit down. I, we were meant to have Swaggy, Mr. Chris Baker, with us today. But due to have me having some technical issues, we couldn't get the the, uh, the podcast out to you guys yesterday. Swaggy has texted me. He is coming on the show on Sunday. He's going to be joining us. Hopefully, we're going to have a couple of special guests join us uh, when we record the episode three of The Bunker uh, come uh, next weekend. So Swaggy will be with us. Uh, Washington Redskins, great. He's coming to talk, uh, coming to talk football with us, Freddie. That's going to be a lot of fun. Big number 92, Chris Baker. He was uh, one of my favorite players during his tenure here. It's going to be awesome. He'll be our first former player guest of The Bunker. Yeah. And I can't tell you, I cannot tell you, Andy, how much fun I'm having doing this just on episode (laughs) two. This is going to be awesome. Uh, Thank you, those who are joining us. And like I said, spread the word. Tell all your friends. Everybody in Washington Commander Nation, come join us in the bunker with Andy and Freddie. And remember, you can join in the conversation across all social media platforms using our hashtag. That is hashtag bunker down. Remember, you're always safe in the bunker. So until next week, bunker down. Stay safe. Because you are like Yoda when it comes to <laughs> yeah. podcasting. So- podcasting, I must. <laughs> you did that really well. Um. Uh, you know. <laughs> There's one for the bloopers. There's one for the bloopers. Uh, Okay, bro. So, yeah, quickly, we can chat about the Super Bowl quick if you want.
for quality assurance purposes. Recording in progress, my American accent. I can't say anything about your American accent because my accent is always Australian. So A lot of people who do the English accent always end up going, G'day, mate. Mm, you know. The funniest thing is when I'm doing podcasts and I do an English accent and I'm like, why the f- am I doing that? I am English. You know. What is what does it sound like? What does Andy sound like doing an English accent? No, like, hello, very prim and proper, sir. Like, oh yes, nice to meet you. Top of the morning. Oh, like when you uh like when Americans will say, Cheerio, old chap. Yeah, that's just and that so, kind of yeah. Yeah, cheerio old beam. The sort of uh yeah. <laughs>